0: Everybody and welcome to the first episode of Magic with Zubi. My name is Zuby, if you can tell. And today's episode is going to be all about me. Probably going to be one of the only episodes all about me. Ooh boy, that was a rough intro right there. That is a um. That was the very first intro to Magic with Zubi and. Thank you all for coming by, listening, watching, whatever you may be doing, and welcome to the 200th episode of Magic with Zuby. Yes, we have made it that far, and it has come quite a long way from the very first episode of it, and today's sort of like a celebration type episode. We're going to be playing a bunch of clips from other shows, some skits that I used to do, because I have not done a skit in maybe two years or something like that. I'm going to be playing some musical songs uh, sometime during the show, and we're going to be having your Q&A and much, much, much more. So before we begin, let's just get some ads out of the way here. Uh, Magic Wazooby can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby, and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. And here are some other quick ads to get out of the way here, and then let's dive into this 200th episode. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum?
1: I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive.
0: Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping.
1: Wow! Free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing!
0: You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available.
1: Wow, that's amazing!
0: And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Adzan. Ugh, it
2: feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is...
0: Who is... A normie?
2: Yeah! Exactly! A normie!
0: Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic for Normies show.
2: Hi, I'm Pixie.
0: And I'm Zuby.
2: Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic
0: for for normies. Normies.
2: It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun, playing magic.
0: That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv/pixiekittenplays, and catch the vod on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic WazooBe RSS feed.
2: To do, to do, to magic for normies.
0: So, 200 episodes. That's um. God, if you've listened to my other shows, you know, I've said many, many, many times that I never thought I would get to 200. I, I never even thought I'd get past 6 months, and I've said that many times I didn't think I ever got would get past 3 months, let alone over 4 years of doing this now. And it's um I'm glad I'm still doing. I know last year was really rough that I was thinking I was done. I thought I was really, really, really done with the show. And I think I've talked about that before where my numbers, my downloads analytics are just in the crapper. We're just in the crapper last year. And, and I don't know what happened, like what changed or anything like that, but it's surprisingly so far this year has been one of my best years in terms of downloads and analytics and all that. So I'm very, very, very happy about that. Um, but you know what it's, I think a lot of it also had to do with a mindset change as well too. And I wanted to discuss a little bit about that, that um, there's definitely been a mindset change that I'm just, even though, so it's sort of like this weird paradox, right? It's, I want the show to succeed. I would love for it to get bigger, more popular and all that. And you know, all that good stuff, but at the same time, I'm not 100% solely focusing on that. I'm focusing more on just having fun doing this, getting interviews done, doing the episodes that I want to do, doing more RPG companion stuff, and, you know, doing the Magic for Normies podcast as well, too, and I'm having, I'm just having a blast. And, you know, with this whole pandemic, this COVID-19, the shining light to it. I mean, there, there's so much bad with it. And, you know, it's, I try to look at the positive things with it. It's giving me more time to work on content. You know, I'm fine financially. I'm fine, um, you know, with my job for right now. You know, things are okay in that aspect for right now. You know, we don't know what the future is going to hold or anything like that. So I'm very, very, very thankful and lucky on that part. And so this is also. And now that I'm only working about 30 to 40 hours a week, I am now having more time than ever to focus on content and doing more streaming. Um, I have done, got the past couple weeks, I've started doing a lot more streaming and and a lot more paper EDH as well, too. Um, I've been uploading the VODs on my YouTube channel. And, I mean, I know if you were to look at my YouTube channel now, it's... In and, and part, and I, I want to mention the YouTube channel real quick, because I know I deleted my YouTube channel before, and that was, I did that during just a really bad depressive episode. And I kind of wish I didn't do it. And it's just one of those things I'm learning to, when I know I'm having a bad day. Because, you know, everybody has those bad days, and I suffer from manic depressive disorder. And it's, um it's i i'm learning that i know when i have a bad day when i'm just waking up or you know my meds aren't kicking in or whatever is just i stay away from doing any kind of content even if i'm meant to record or do something that day it's like i'm staying away because you know you can have i can have those destructive tendencies where i just delete everything um and you know i've done that before with a few other things in the past with i mean not related to this podcast but other stuff so I try I'm I'm getting better about it though. I'm I'm definitely getting better. But um so it's the thing that I've learned is just having more fun with this and I'm it's I'm enjoying it now more than ever. I'm doing what I want to do with it, and you know, like I said, like I said before, do I wish it were bigger? Yeah, sure. But I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what, I don't care at this point. I'm I've met so many good people along the way, so many friends, and that I'm thankful to have met, you know, past and present, that, you know, everyone that I've met along the way has helped me in some way, shape, or form. And it's, I'm I'm thankful for it. Even though I may not talk to some people anymore or anything like that, I'm thankful to have gone on that journey of content creation and just journey through meeting people and learning, learning more, you know, that's one of my favorite things when I come to interview people is just really learning about who they are as a person, right? It's, and that's one of the things I always try to distinguish myself with my interviews is yeah, you know, yeah, we can talk about magic, right? And there are definitely other podcasts out there that do a way better job talking about magic the game than I do you know I do have episodes where I do set reviews or talk about commander and all that stuff which is fine like I love talking about magic I'm good with that but when I have on these specific people it's because I want to get to know them right like look at my past interview with Michelle Rapp the first 20-30 minutes of that episode was pretty much nothing but pottery because that is a part of her personality that's a part of her life Right, and why not expose that to the audience to where they get to know the person more? Yeah, you know, you can get to know, oh, hey, what's Michelle's favorite color and magic? What's her favorite deck? What's her favorite format and all that stuff? What does she think of XYZ with when it comes to Vorthos content? Which is all well and fine. I, I don't mind doing that. It's like, and I did ask a lot of that stuff too, but I like to dive deeper into knowing who that person is what else they like to do and you know and if we touch upon some deeper issues we'll get into that should I feel they are appropriate as well too so that's what i want to try to bring with these interviews is getting so get them to open up more and get them to talk about maybe talk about some stuff they don't talk about or maybe talk about stuff that they're really passionate about that may not be magic but helps bring it into their personality of their content or anything or something like that. Right. You know, um, star Trek is a good one. Sports, um, you know, video game, just anything. Um, it's, I love talking about that stuff and I love talking to those people on the show. And I've got more guests lined up and planned and, uh, working on getting more people lined up. I'm, uh, it's there's so much stuff, um, so much stuff I want to do, very little time., and it, it's also at a point now with my content where I think it took me four years to realize that the fun I am having on this show means more to me than stats or numbers. And I if I came away from an interview, feeling good and happy about it, feeling like, oh, man, it was such a good interview, and I'm like, I'm so hyped up, had such a good conversation with the person, I know someone out there will enjoy it as well, too, as much as I personally enjoy talking to that person. And if I can make at least just one person enjoy an interview, an episode, then I know I've done my job. It's, I I feel satisfied and content Knowing that someone out there likes what I'm doing. And that's enough for me. So before we get any further here. I want to take a little break here. And we are going to play some skits. From some much older episodes. I don't even remember what episodes I played these on. So this was. I used very early on in Magic Wazoobee. I used to do a lot of skits. A lot of fun stuff. I would come up with, like, write these scripts down and just have so much fun voice acting all these characters and editing it. It was so much fun. Um, a lot of these always just fell flat, but I had so much fun making them. And I want to play just a few of the skits here, and hopefully you'll like them, you'll enjoy them. I haven't done a skit in so long. It's, uh, maybe it's time to bring something back, but, mm, you know, I don't know. It, it It's... It's one of those where I feel like I can't force myself to do it or else it's just not gonna feel good like if I feel like it won't come across as good or anything. It's just one of those that just strikes strikes me at the right time and I just have to write it down and get it out there. So without further ado here are some here are two skits that I did a long time ago. I don't even remember what episodes these even played in. I, I it would take me a while to go digging forward and I don't even think I have it in my show notes for which which episodes these even played in if I were to go back in my show notes. So without further ado, here you go. And now it's time for Bob Plays Magic.
1: Okay, move to combat. Glistener Elf moves to attack. <clears throat> Block with Thraven Inspector. Okay, damage goes through, and now Thraben Inspector is poisoned and has a negative one, negative one counter on it. Poison? Mm, uh, is he sick now? How do I make him feel better? No, no. He, he isn't sick. Infect deals damage to creatures with negative one, negative one encounters instead of regular combat damage.
0: Mm, okay. So do I use a healing potion to get him back to full health?
1: <sighs> no. It's just a negative one, negative one counter. But you see, in another card game I play, the poison can be healed with a potion. Why can't I use a potion? We're not playing Pokemon here, Bob. I don't listen to hip hop. Seriously, how long have you been playing this game? Listen, listen, I helped design this game.
0: I worked with the Grand Wizard himself.
1: (sighs) The Grand Wizard? What are you talking about?
0: You don't know who the Grand Wizard is? He created this game, I helped him work on it. The card animate wall? Yeah, that was my idea. Why do I even come here? You see, anymore? it was back in 1992 when the Grand Wizard and I were in Venezuela. Having and a- that has been Bob Playing Magic. Come for you? Me, what you do? Gideon Jura here. This may not be the most glamorous job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> Copy that. On it. Sir, you can't park that vehicle here. It's in a non-parking zone. Yeah, and who are you? Write me a ticket for all I care, you meter maid. (sighs) Like I said, someone's got to do it. So I hope you enjoyed those two skits. Uh, they were uh, Bob plays magic and Theros nine one one is what I named it. I can't remember if I named it in there. So Bob plays magic. It was came, I came up with that because I have a coworker named Bob, and um, I love him to death. He is such a great person. Nothing bad to say about a person, but as a coworker, sometimes he can be so frustrating. But I love him to death. He's such a good guy. He's everyone knows it's just sort of like, oh Bob. It's sort of like one of those sitcoms where you're like, oh Bob, and everybody you know laughs and cheers and all that kind of thing. And um, so I I wanted to try to I, I came up with a few episodes where it'd be like, what would it be like if he were to actually try to play magic? And I tried to encompass that in the episodes there. And Then the Theros 911, I think I came up with that because I wanted to do a specific skit for each each member of the Gatewatch at the time. Because if I look at the creation date of that skit, it was on April 1st, 2017, and... That was I think either right before Amon Ket came out, so I wanted to and Amon Ket at the time was supposed to be like, Oh, this is the big showdown for Nicobolus and all that for the Gate Watch. So I came Theros Nine for Gideon, and then I made one for Jace, and then I I think I wrote down some scripts for like Chandra, Liliana, and Nyssa, but I couldn't find any voice actors at the time. So I didn't do them and I didn't really want to do a I feel like it wouldn't have done the skit justice had I voiced, you know, Chandra, Liliana, Ernissa with, you know, a feminine voice and all that. So, oh God, I, I, I have to find the scripts for those. Cause I wrote them down somewhere. It's, um, God, it's like, so I, I compile all my podcast show notes for every single podcast I do in Google drive. And it's, the magic folder has grown over the years and there's so many like unfinished ideas in there that sometimes i go there and look to see if there's any anything that maybe i can do something with and skits is definitely something i've got so many uh unwritten skits that just never got done um oh my gosh that's right so i'm looking at one right now where I, okay. Okay. So this is what I wanted to do for Chandra. Or, uh, Chandra yes, um, <laughs> like I said, it was a. So I was trying to think of something where the the gate. So so okay. Okay. Here, here it is. Here's the here's the inspiration for the Theros nine one one thing was. It. I think it was. It takes place like after the Gatewatch fails taking down Nicol and Almonkett, or 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 they fail, you know, whatever. And so they decide to go their separate ways and get their own TV reality shows. Uh, Gideon's was, you know, Theros 911. The Jace uh, Jace's was inside the Planeswalker studio, where you know he interviews people, but he. But he gets mad that everybody's lying all the time. So he just reads their thoughts the whole time. And one was cooking with Chandra. Chandra, That was the one with cooking with Chandra. But she just, you know, burns everything. It, I, I wrote down a little script for it. And then, um, oh my gosh. So I'm looking over Liliana's crossing over with Liliana. Oh, God. It's, um... <laughs> I'll read the script here because this is funny. Uh, so the show opens up, you know, that show crossing over where the, oh God, that one guy where he says he can talk to dead people and all that stuff. And, you know, like, oh, I can talk to your dead grandmother or, you know, grandfather or your father, you know, your parent or whatever. So Liliana opens up, says, yes, I'm sensing that someone's loved one has died in the room. You, sir, you recently had a grandmother who died. The audience gasps, you know, the crying man. Why? Yes, she did. I miss her so much. What is she telling you? Liliana says she told me she misses you very much and she loves you so much and then the the crying man says I wish I could see her again and just starts breaking down crying the audience just awes and you know has a few tears of their own and Liliana comes back with well sir today's your lucky day i brought her back from the dead come on out and then there's then i would play zombie noises it being the the dead grandmother the audience starts screaming the zombie starts killing people in the audience and then it just cuts Um, and, (laughs) God, I guess I never wrote down, um, Nissa's little TV show. It probably would have been some nature documentary, but, oh, God, this is, um, yeah, this has been, um, and, yeah, then I also had a musical I was planning as well. I wrote down, I wrote down, like, a storyboard idea, like, what, uh, songs I want to be singing, um, and... The the story was about a player who wants to get back into magic and aspire to be a pro player, and all that, and sort of the the trials and tribulations of starting off at your LGS and moving on up, you know, to the Pro Tour and all that stuff. So that was the original goal for it, and then I had I wrote down. I actually have a few unfinished songs and I'm almost tempted to finish some of them after talking about them. But um yeah, so those were god, those were some fun stuff I did. I don't I don't know exactly what made me stop doing it. Just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things you just sort of stop. I, I can't remember if there was a specific reason why I stopped doing those kind of skits. Another thing I want to uh, mention is, it's, I, I, and I see this a lot on Discord, on Twitter, especially with newer content creators, and, and this is what I tell everyone, and and you know, it's tough and hard for everyone out there to think think this through because everyone wants to like just hit it big and wants to be successful, and and it's it's very tough, especially. For someone who is trying to make content, you know, not seeing anybody, not seeing the numbers, not getting people looking or watching at it, you know, maybe not getting patrons or anything like that, or or just no one commenting on it, or people, it in, in, just feels like you're talking into the void, right? It's so easy to get stuck in that mindset, especially when someone who's new to doing content and just seems to strike it big so quickly. And it just makes you question yourself over and over and over again. Like, what am I doing wrong? Why don't people like me? What do I just suck? And all these questions over and over and over again. It's so tough to overcome that. And one of the things that is just really, really, really important is to enjoy what you're doing. Because if you're not, then what are you doing the content for? You know, unless unless this is your job, like this is how you make money and th- you need to do content in order to bring in the paycheck, then th- that's completely different for about 99% of us who just do this because it's fun or this is a side hobby, it's a side business. And we're not reliant on the money. We're not reliant on this becoming big and changing our lives. You you have to enjoy what you're doing first and foremost. When you look at the bigger content creators like Tolerian Community College, Command Zone, a, a Pleasant Kenobi, all of them who are doing this for a living, you cannot compare yourselves to them because they are on a whole different playing field than you are. Now, it I'm not saying you can't look to them for inspiration or for help or or understand how, what they're doing and how they are doing it. I'm not I'm not saying that. But don't try to think because you're not on their level that you're any less. You are just as worthy as they are. Your content matters as well if you have an audience if even if your audience is one person and they enjoy it you're doing something good you're doing something right just because you don't have hundreds of thousands of views for every single video or episode or you're not having five million people tune into you when you stream that doesn't make you any less of a person and that's so hard to get over and i 100% understand because it still affects me sometimes. There are definitely days where I just look at and, you know, I'm just like, I'm a nobody, right? I'm a complete piece of crap and it's not easy to get over that mentality. And it's just when I have those days now, I just stay away from social media. I stay away from even doing any kind of content and just Go do something else. Go read a book or something like that. And I know a lot of this is easier said than done, but just know you're not alone out there, okay? You're not alone in those feelings at all. One of the biggest takeaways I have taken from doing this show, and this is something that I've taken a lot into my personal life too, is not being afraid to try new things. There are plenty of episodes that I've done that are complete stinkers, right? And I've talked about this many times. Episode, I think, I think it's episode 88 where I was doing a sort of IXALON preview episode and I did it with being the voice voice acting the entire crew of the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek the original series. It was absolutely terrible, but I think that episode was so fun to do. I didn't care how badly it did it. In, when I look at my stats and analytics, it's like that is the worst downloaded episode entirely. But I think it's one of my favorite episodes that I did. Because <laughs> it was just so much fun to do. And then I was planning on doing another one, a Star Trek Next Generation episode, but eh, that never panned out or anything. I think it was because of how bad the TOS episode did, but... Uh. So before we get into some more clips and to the Q&A that you all have asked, um, I, I want to briefly discuss about what's on the horizon for Magic with Zuby. You know, it's, it's hard to say exactly what's on the horizon. I mean, I know I'm going to continue getting more guests on the show. I've got some lined up. I've got some in the can right now. I am still planning on doing more Commander deep dive episodes. I just... Honestly, that's taken a little bit of a backseat, and I just need to find someone who's familiar with the Commanders I want to talk about as much as I'm familiar with the Commander. So those aren't going anywhere. Um, I have a list of people I plan on reaching out to and trying to schedule interviews. I, I, only, I don't like to schedule too many at once because, um, one, with this pandemic thing, if things start to lift up and travel restrictions start to lift up, my... Work may all of a sudden become way busier, and I may have to travel some more, which may lead to me having to reschedule these interviews. So I'm only scheduling about one to two at a time right now, and yeah, so it 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 it's all about finding the right balance of time and all that. I, I'm still planning on doing more set reviews. I enjoy doing them. I'm still I'm planning on doing an Ikoria set review. Yeah, Ichoria has already been released and all that, but you know I enjoy talking about the cards and and discussing it. So look out for that coming very, very soon as well. And as far as that, I mean, I have some goals for the podcast, and I think I will discuss some of them in the Q&A questions. But yeah, so let's play some clips and maybe one little song, and we will get right into the Q&A. I never thought you gods essential. You're crude and unspeakably lame. But maybe you've a glimmer of potential, if allied to my vision and Your powers of retention are as wet as an arm, its backside. But thick as you are, pay attention! My words are a matter of pride. It's clear from your vacant expressions, the lights are not all on upstairs. But we're talking gods and devastation. Even you can't be caught unawares. So prepare for a chance of a lifetime, be prepared for sensational news. A shiny new era is tiptoeing nearer, and where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. An injustice deliciously squared, be prepared. Yeah, be prepared! Yeah, <laughs> we'll be prepared! For what? For the death of the gods. Ah, uh, why are they sick? No fools were gonna kill them. And the Gatewatch watch, too. Great idea! Who needs gods? No gods, no gods, la 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 la. Idiots! There will be a god! But you said, I will be god! Stick with me, and you'll never go born again! Yay, alright! Long live Nicobolus! Long live Nicobolus! Long live Nicolaus! It's great that we'll soon be connected with a god who'll be all-time adored. Of course, quid pro quo, you're expected to take certain duties on board. The future is littered with prizes, and though I'm the main addressee, the point that I must emphasize is... YOU WON'T GET A SNIFF WITHOUT ME! So prepare for the coup of the century Be prepared for the murkiest scat Meticulous planning, tenacity spanning Decades of denial is simply while I'll Be God-undisputed, respected, saluted And seen for the wonder I am Yes, my teeth and ambitions are bad, be prepared! Yes, our teeth and ambitions are bad, be prepared!
2: Zubi, you and I must have a little chat.
0: Whoa, Nicol Bolas. It's an honor for you to be on the show. What can I do for you?
2: I've heard you found my little conversation with the three gods of Ket about how I was planning to take over the plane. I, uh, yeah? You must know that eavesdropping against me is an act of treason, right?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, c- calm down, Nicol. I-, I didn't mean any offense i was just showing the audience how you're you're simply a mastermind, a calamity of wonders.
2: Your praise does not work on me. But continue.
0: You're a magnificent wonder, a, a terrible a, a a terrible tremble to look upon, a, a dagger thrust in my heart each time I gaze upon you.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Go on.
0: You're you're one of the wonders of the world. One of the, the fascinating planeswalkers ever to grace our multiverse.
2: Continue. I like where this is going.
0: Uh, um, uh, no one's slick as Bolas or as quick as Bolas? No one's neck is incredibly thick as Bolas?
2: Yes, that is true, for there's no dragon around in this multiverse that's half as manly.
0: Well, you are a perfect, a pure paragon.
2: Yes, you can ask any Spike, Johnny, or Timmy, and they'll tell you that they'd want to be on my team. Now, This is why I keep you around, Zumi. You're a masterpiece. This expedition to you has been simply wonderful. Your invocation to me has simply inspired me. I will leave you now.
0: Alright, so this is your Q&A that you all have sent to me. And there are a ton of questions here. Uh, We're going to start with my good friend Pixie Kitten. Uh, She, like all of you, asked me a bunch of questions here. And her questions, her first one is, what is my favorite movie of all time? That would probably be The Godfather. I have seen that movie so many times that it's probably my favorite movie ever. Uh, Love that whole trilogy. Yeah, even Godfather Part 3. Sue me. Yes, I think Godfather Part 3 was good. Is is it better than one or two? Heck no. But I still enjoyed it. Uh, what's my favorite TV show of all time? Now, I've got quite a few. I could, I was really thinking about this, and I could not pick just one. Uh, and they are, without any order, uh, All in the Family, Star Trek the Original Series, The Office, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love All in the Family. I grew up watching that. Uh, I, I, I just... I know that that shows way before my time, but even watching it today, it still holds up. It's still funny yet. You have to understand a lot of the dated references and there's still stuff like, I I didn't grow up in the seventies or anything. So I have to sometimes Google certain things they talk about to understand that place in time, but Archie Bunker, hilarious, hilarious. Um, uh, Star Trek, the original series, I mean, come on. Captain Kirk, Spock, and Bones, you can't beat them. Be- best best bromance in a Star Trek ever. Yeah, even better than Miles and Bashir. Sorry. Uh, the Office, I mean, I'm doing another rewatch of The Office right now, though. I will say seasons one through six are probably the best, because I'm on season seven right now, and it's getting very Andy-centric. And I'm not a big fan of Andy, especially in the later seasons. Especially when he becomes manager, it's um, it's not very good. Especially after Michael leaves, and then it's always Sunny. I mean, ugh, come on, they're all degenerate a holes, and it's um, I I love I love that show so much. It's so funny. I think I've watched through it three or four times, and I it's due for another rewatch. And then another show. I forgot to mention on here, and I just thought of it, Supernatural, right? So that's a show that my daughter and I watch, and I've seen that show a couple times already, and love that show. It's So it took a slump right after season five, and, I mean, season six wasn't that bad. Seven, I think season seven, eight, and nine were kind of bad, if I remember correctly. And then seasons 10 and up, it started slowly getting better in this last season, season 15, Been loving the hell out of it. So good. Sad that it hasn't ended yet. Because now due to this pandemic, they've been having to hold off on filming for it. What would you name your boat if you had one? Fishing with Zuby. The first thing I could think of. I don't know. I don't know if I'm even interested in owning a boat. Not unless I was super rich. Because boats just sound like too much work. What's the worst smelling place you've been? An ice cream parlor. Or, I mean, probably the better answer would be like a hoarding house or two that I've been in. And I only say ice cream parlor because I don't like ice cream at all. And it's just something with... And, and trust me, it's not because... or it's Something must have happened to me at one point in my childhood where... Because I've tried eating ice cream just even as recently as two years ago. And it literally... I almost vomited just eating it. And, and but i'm not lactose intolerant or anything i mean i can still eat cheese i can still drink milk and all that i don't eat or drink a lot of those but i can still eat them um but ice cream it's the very smell of it just triggers me and induces like this vomit reflex and i remember one time we walked into like a cold stone creamery you know because my daughter's wanted some ice cream this was years and years ago and I almost vomited in the shop. Like, it smelled so bad. What is the dumbest way you've been injured? There's probably too many to count, especially being in martial arts when I was younger. Um, I I can't think of the dumbest way I've been injured. It's I've done so many dumb things before. I I, I, I honestly thought about this for a while, even before taping this episode. I could not think of anything that just really stands out. Um, When did you screw everything up but no one ever found out it was you? Don't ever talk to any of my coworkers at work because I have never taken a company network down. I have never created a network loop before. I've never done any of that stuff. What's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I mean... This being the pandemic, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is a troll Twitter account, but it's, it was that, uh, that one tweet that's been going around where they're talking about that the word Karen is a slur against, you know, white women or whatever. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a troll account, but in case it isn't, because we all know how dumb people are, um, I just want to say, shut up, Karen. What ridiculous thing has someone tricked you into doing or believing? I remember when I was a kid, I was tricked into believing I had the power to control the wind. And I really thought I could do it until it turned out to not be real that I couldn't control the wind. It was kind of sad. So our next set of questions come from Mr. Bevers, who, I had, who I've had on the show before. Oh, what is my favorite moment from the show? There are so many to count. I've enjoyed almost every single interview I've had. Getting to talk to people is probably my favorite moment. My, my favorite moment really comes from after I get done with an interview. And if it was a really good interview, I love that high that I feel, that like super enjoyable high that um, comes from after a really good conversation. How many hours do you think you have spent editing this podcast? I took a wild guess. So I'm doing it four years. Each episode, well, depending on the episode too. Um, Each episode maybe can take 30 minutes to an hour, maybe a little bit more, depending on what I want to do for it. But I've gotten the editing process down packed to where it doesn't take me that long. And I have a bunch of, uh, preset uh hotkeys and all that, especially if I'm doing just audio so I would have to guess maybe in the range of 500 plus hours after 200 plus episodes I guess an average about what would that be like, an average about 3 hours per episode, I know there have been definitely some episodes that have taken me way longer than 3 hours just due to either issues with the audio or just especially when I was doing a lot more stuff with video as well, too, which is why I've taken a step back from doing video, and that's why I don't really care about my YouTube channel at all. Like, I don't care if it gets a lot of views, a lot of subs now with the new one. Like, I, I just put it up there because I know some people enjoy the watching a video of the podcast rather than just listening to it, so I put it up there. Cool. Um, If I were a type of... If I were any type of magic card, what type would I be? An instant because I want to be available at any time. (laughs) Uh, What am I most excited for in the future? Related to my podcast, I want to try to get some MTG developers slash designers on the show one day. Like, I'd love to have Gavin or Morrow on the show one day and just pick their brains about magic. Like, designing magic and all that. Uh non-podcast related, moving out of Florida. It's my wife and I have talked about this and we're not we're probably not going to do it till after the kids are you know over 18 and out of the house and all that and, and depending on their lives too because we don't want to you know it, it's one of those we don't want to be out of our kids' lives but we also don't want to live here in Florida and it also depends on what they're doing with their life because if they decide to come up and move with us. Awesome. Cool. Um, but it it all depends. It's, but I want to definitely get the hell out of Florida. I don't know what state I would go to. I have no idea. Um, have I ever eaten a coffee crisp, which is a Canadian chocolate bar? No, I have not. I'm not a fan of coffee. I've tried it so many times. I just don't like it. And I don't know if I would like this, if it tastes anything like coffee. I have my next set of questions from Baltan. What color combination best represents you? Would probably be a mix between Jeskai and Bant. Because I definitely love drawing cards. I love controlling the game. I like to exile stuff. But I also like to burn people. But with Bant, it's sort of like exile draw. But I also like playing big dumb creatures as well too. So it's sort of like a mix of both. Maybe the four color. Then it has all the four colors except black. But I still really like black too. Ugh. I don't know. Because I like all the colors of Magic. I don't know. What deck building ambitions do you currently have to have all 32 color combinations built in EDH? And I am, I think, how many decks do I have right now? I think i like nine or ten. Something like that. Uh, what's my dream commander deck? It's already built. It's Krufix. He's my dream commander. I love Krufix. I I don't... There's been no other commander out there that's made me go, oh my gosh, I have to build this. I have to stop everything else I'm doing. Krufix was it, has been it, and I don't think there's been any other commander out there that has made me feel like that? Like, don't get me wrong, like a lot of my commander decks, I I'm very picky about the commander that I choose, right? So and that's not to downplay any of my other commanders, it's just Krufix is my absolute favorite. I I have not come across something that's come close to being more fun than Krufix for me. If I were a commander, what would you do? Probably something similar to Senpai Krufix. But really I think my things I'd want it to do, I'd want card draw, a way to exile things, and possibly retrieve things from the graveyard. So, that almost kind of sounds like Esper, nothing like Simic at all. But those are the kind of things that I would want to do. Um, I want to be able to draw cards, because I love drawing. I want to be able to say, way that, like, oh, you've got that Planeswalker out there? No Planeswalker. Get out of here. Exile it. And then take stuff from my graveyard. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck chuck know? I don't even know. What's the one place on Earth you want to visit but haven't yet? A New Zealand. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I've been reading the books since I was very young. When the movies came out, they were okay. (laughs) Now, I have a caveat to that. So when Fellowship of the Ring came out, I was disappointed at first because it was nothing like the book. And then I really started learning more and more about the the behind-the-scenes stuff and how dedicated and how much work these movies were poured into. And it really made me appreciate Fellowship of the Ring way more. So I started really enjoying it. Two Towers came out. I did not like Two Towers at all. I still feel like, to this day, The Two Towers is the worst Lord of the Rings movie out of the three. Because of the amount of changes they did to that movie. There is no reason why for the fake Aragorn death. I will fight you to the death on that one. There's no reason why they had to do fake Aragorn death. There's absolutely no reason. There's no reason why they had to make Faramir a complete opposite of what they did in the book. I will fight you on that. Why could they not show at least a single person who is able to resist the will of the ring to show that there is some goodness in this world, that there is someone who can have the power to resist it? But no. Let's go ahead and take, you know, freaking Frodo and Sam away from their quest and take them to the freaking city of Askelia for no reason at all, which does not happen at all, which irritates me, and... You, you know, I know Faramir does redeem himself in the movies. And the Two Towers Extended Edition greatly improves upon the movie version, or the theatrical version of Two Towers. But it's still the worst one out of the three. It is bad. Um, so yeah, I I, I want to go to New Zealand so bad. God, I could just keep going on about Lord of the Rings, but we won't get into that. Uh, food Time Gaming... Uh, asks if I could design one card what would it do so this just like boom hit me in my head when I was typing this up I would want to do something it's not a legendary creature so it can't be your commander I think this would be really fun though I I don't probably wouldn't see playing standard or something I I don't know but it's a green red dragon a gruel dragon it's not legendary, but it comes out and when it enters the battlefield, you have the ability to sack your own lands and have it deal X damage to X target where X is how many lands sacked this way. That just sounds cool. So say if you're like on the if you're you're going back and forth in a standard game and they're down to like six life and this dragon costs exactly six, right? Now, I didn't even think of a mana cost or anything like that costs exactly six and they're down to six life boom you play this dragon you just sack all your lands boom kill it you know or or maybe maybe the ETB effect is as an additional cost sack x lands and when it enters the battlefield it does x damage to x targets I don't, I don't know yeah, I'm, but that was like the first thing I could think of and that sounds really fun if I could interview anyone for any reason, doesn't have to be MTG-related, who would it be? I did two things. A famous person, I would want to interview Robin Williams and have a big discussion on mental health. Uh, non-famous, uh, my grandfather and talk about his life. But unfortunately, both those people are no longer here with us. So, now those are those are my first two thoughts. And the last set of questions I have come from Efren. Why did I originally start Magic with Zuby? So, I originally started it due to, I was a article writer for the Midri.org, which is a now defunct social media website. Um, and then I also had my own little blog where I wrote a lot of magic articles as well. If you go to magicwithzuby.com, you can find a lot of my old magic articles on there. I think I've copy and pasted almost all of them I had back then. So. I just really, really enjoyed writing magic articles, and so at the time, I had all these ideas for articles I wanted to write, but I was having trouble getting time and just getting it written out there, and my friend Corey, who I've talked about on the show and who I've had on the podcast before, very early on, I think like episode 50, 51, something like that, uh, said I should try to do a podcast. It was like a way to write more articles quicker and faster, and got it done more and that's pretty much it just went from there uh what did you set out to do and do you feel you've accomplished that originally i set out to just keep doing this and i feel like i've accomplished that as i said before i never thought i'd make it past six months before and i feel like me keep keep keeping this on i feel like i've accomplished that um And then the next ask is what are Magic Wazoobie's biggest biggest successes and failures? One of my biggest successes has been being recognized by WotC Wizards of the Coast in ways of being featured on their site, uh, getting preview cards, as well as a lot of the friends I've made along the way. Um, I feel like that that has felt so good being recognized for your work by the official company who makes the game that you love so much. To me, is it's awesome. And I've said this before to people, preview cards are such a nice recognition. Now it doesn't really do anything for your content per se. It doesn't suddenly make you popular all of a sudden, but it's nice to be recognized by Watsy when you get something like that. And even being featured on their site is something that is absolutely awesome. I that I love that. Uh, Probably, and then on the flip side of that, the failures. I think the failures stem from not having a clear vision of the show from the very beginning. Because I wanted to do something very different from the beginning of the show compared to what I'm doing now. What would I have done differently if I could go back and start over, have a better idea of the show I really wanted to do? Because I thought I wanted to talk more about pro play and all that stuff. And how to become a better player where I just realized... It's not what I wanted to do because I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't, I wasn't even enjoying playing competitive magic. And by competitive, I mean doing comp REL events like PPTQs, GPs, and all that. I was not enjoying that at all. My biggest regret, I think, my biggest regret when it comes to doing this show is thinking that content creation is a big competition and thinking everyone else is my competitor. As I've said before, especially earlier on in this episode, it is such a tough mindset to get out of. As someone who has who competed in martial arts and in baseball when I was younger and did a lot of tournament fighting uh, when I was younger as a teenager and in my early 20s, um, that is such a hard mindset to get out of that you're not competing. In. And it's something that's just sort of like, put into your mind for so long and um I feel like things may have gotten may have went better early on had I not had that mindset Uh, by thinking it's all a big competition maybe I would have networked better maybe I would have gotten along with people better early on because you know I mean I'll be honest there's still you know I'm not fans of everybody in the magic community and all that stuff it's I'm not a fan of every single person out there and I may not like their content or just sort of not really talk to them or anything, but it's, I'm at a point now where like if they came to me or if I wanted to come to them, I wouldn't think of them like, oh, you're my competition now or anything like that. It's just sort of, I just kind of do my own thing now and I don't, you know, I'm sort of like, okay, whatever. Um, but that is, that was a, Probably my biggest regret is think of it like thinking it like that, and it would. There's still sometimes I feel like that comes out in me, sometimes because, you know, you have that mindset of you want to be the best, and you have to get that out of you. Um, last but certainly not least, question is: What do you hope to have accomplished by episode three hundred? Um, maybe have an interview with, you know an MTG designer developer, maybe day nine, um, maybe visit the WOTC headquarters one day. I don't know. It'd be That'd be something really cool. I'd love to have something accomplished like that. So there you had everybody. There is the Q&A. This has sort of been a fun celebration, fun talk of Magic Wazoobie discussing all the stuff of just content creation, a lot of good Q&A for episode 200. Um, hope you all really enjoyed it. And, you know, the show's not done. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. Are we going to make it to episode 300? I don't know. I don't want to say yes because we don't know what the future is going to bring. We don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, right? Um, All I can tell you for sure is that I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I want to. And I still want to do this. And for everyone who's listened to me from the beginning, who's been there, stuck with me through thick and thin and you know, for all the friends i made on the way, just thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for, you know, maybe listening to me pour my heart out to you uh, during the good and bad times. And thank you for, and to the listeners who are the silent ones out there who just listen every week. And, you know, thank you as well, too. It means a lot that you know, there are people out there that enjoy what I'm doing because there's, as someone who has always thought, who's not thought very highly of themselves, it's it's nice that someone enjoys what I'm doing out there, and it's um it's tough, it's tough to get over that hurdle, and um you know it's I I, I enjoy doing this, and I want to keep doing it, and thank you, thank you, and we're gonna end this with a with a little song here, and. Have a great night, everybody, okay? Bienvenue! It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as the gaming room proudly presents... Magic the Gathering. Play How? game, play our game. Put your strategy to the test. Get the playmat and the deck box out, and we'll provide the rest. Count to spells and big bombs, and please forgive the smell. Try some legacy, it's expensive. Ask the players, they're apprehensive. They can sling, they can cast, after all, this game's a blast. And Commander here is never second best. Go on, unfold your play mat, get your deck box, then you'll play our game, we all game, play our game. Sorceries, enchantments, planeswalkers represent We'll prepare and sling with flair a gamer's cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the draft pod's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the owner's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow derelicts. And it's all in perfect taste that you can bet. Come on and lift your mat, you've won your own free pass to play our game. If you're not lame, it's magic casting, we suggest. Play Play our game, play our game, play our game. Life is so unnerving for a gamer who's not observing. He's not whole without a game to look upon. Ah, those good old days when we had time. Hey fanboy Brian. Suddenly those good old days are gone. Too long we've been rusting. Needing so much more than adjusting. Needing exercise, a chance to use our skills. Most days we just lay around the game store. Flabby, fat, and lazy, you walked in and oops a daisy. It's a game, it's a game. Sakes alive, well, I'll be lame. Pods been formed and thank the Lord I've had their playmats freshly pressed. Afterwards, they'll want E, D, H, that's fine with me. While the players do their choosing, I'll be plotting, I'll be brewing. I will form a big board. Heaven's sakes, is that a sword? Clean it up, we want the patrons impressed. We've got a lot to do. Is it one game or two? We'll play our game, 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 play our game. Your commander's kind of lame. It's been years since we've had anybody here, and we're obsessed with your debt, with your drugs. Yes, indeed, this is witchcraft. While the candle light's still glowing, let us help you, we'll keep going. Game by game, one by one, till you shout, Enough, I'm done. Then we'll play some magic until you digress. Tonight you'll prop your feet up, but for now let's beat up. Play our game. Play our game. Play our game. game. Please play our game.